this is Barry Wolf with another episode of Wolf Bites coming on the scene here in Arizona. Uh, I am so excited. Chelsea Pites, the guru of all gurus in social media on the real estate side. So excited to be visiting with you. Um, so welcome. It's great to be with Thank you. Thank you. I love that you prepared with your background so that we're both in like, you know, the Sonoran Desert setting. <laughs> I think I admit this was like an hour or two ago. I called my assistant. I was like, I'm going to be talking with Chelsea. She's in Arizona. Let's see if we can real quick whip something up with an Arizona I think you should have just done like the surface of the sun, basically. It would have been appropriate. I think we're at about 115 for our high today. So it's definitely warm. <laughs> that makes me feel better. I mean, I'm here in South Florida. It's really hot here, but it's not 115 hot right here. So yeah. you don't, I mean, anybody who doesn't know Chelsea, Chelsea is actually a published writer, what to post. So when I say she is the guru of social media and real estate, I mean it. I mean, she's written the book literally and figuratively on social media for those of us in the industry. So Chelsea, along those lines, what do, how have you seen social media getting active on social media? How have you seen it benefit folks in the industry that you work with or just that you see on the outside? I think, um, you know, the last four or five months here has been um, a really interesting look into the importance of staying connected in a human way and how we can use technology to become even more human. I know it's funny because I speak a lot and teach a lot and, you know, there's this idea and, hey, I, I've been in the industry 21 years. So I was licensed in real estate before Facebook even existed. So I understand, um, you know, the idea that face-to-face, belly-to-belly is, you know, the ultimate that we can do to create these relationships with customers and potential customers. However, we've never, you know, had a time where we weren't able to do that. So it just really was um, even more fascinating to me in this last few months to see uh, how you can really truly create actual, real human relationships and friendships and business through social media. You and I have never met in person, Mary, but I would consider you a friend and we met through social media. So, you know, I, of course, was always a big believer and a fan of, you know, the the, the positives of social media, but especially over the last few months, and specifically for me, um, I have, I've lost my day count. It, March 13th was the day that we started, you know, just basically quarantining and I am so thankful that I can open up my social media and still feel like I'm seeing my community and friends. And, and that's like sort of the one little shining light of normalcy is to like open that up and be able to talk to people. So um, I think right now visibility is the new brand requirement. Um, we know we need to see your brand and everybody has one. And whether we like it or not, it's usually right here. I know a lot of us don't like to be on video or show our faces, but it's really important to to stay visible and top of mind and to do it in a really conscientious and human way. Right. Well, even like we're doing here now, I mean, I, we're mm -hmm. seeing each other. Uh, you're yeah. thousands of miles apart, but the fact that we can now do this, and I've, I've thought about doing video calls you know, pre-COVID, but it always felt kind of awkward to even propose it. Mm -hmm. Now that awkwardness yeah. is gone, but now, I mean, we're we're seeing each other. I mean, this is a much more personal conversation than if I were just, yeah, you know, if we were just talking on the phone, I, I think. I agree. And, you know, I record a podcast too. And every podcast that I it's do, awesome. I, re I require them to be on camera. Like I, I, we need the energy of seeing each other. And so right. I, I totally agree with that. And I've, I've been a Zoom user or a virtual meeting user for the last three or four years. So 
for me, it wasn't a big change. I'm, I'm, I was one of the, one of the people that was like, um, why isn't your camera on? You know, I was the one that was like, well, what do you mean? I don't, I'm not going to turn my camera on. And I even posted in LinkedIn and, you know, there's a lot of people that were like, I think it's perfectly acceptable to not have your camera on. And I'm like, but I'm having like a real, a human meeting. It just happens to be through a screen. And so I'm very big on that. You know, how can we use technology to, to be more human? That's awesome. One thought where, honestly, I, I guess I'd say I've struggled. I'm trying to think the right way to put this. I was, I don't know if you, about you, I was a big, was and still am, a big fan of the TV show Friends. And I think this is where they, this came from. One of the struggles, I think, with social media, and again, it's a little awkward, but how do you get out of the friend zone? <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it, where you, you kind of, yes, you've developed this relationship and you talk with people. But, I mean, one of the reasons we are doing this is for business, where you are mm -hmm. looking to generate business, generate income out of it at some point. I mean, it's about the relationships. I get all of that. But how do you get out of that friend zone where it ultimately is leading towards business opportunities? Any, any thoughts there? Because I think that's a big struggle of, of this. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of things to unpack there. You know, there's, the, there's, the, there's the fear of asking for business. And there is a point where on our journey, if we've provided value, we should feel confident in asking. And then there's a point where we shouldn't maybe ask for business yet. And that's, you know, before we've met, before we've engaged, before we've, you know, talked to each other. Or maybe before you've added value in reality. Right, right. before just... you've added value. Yeah. And so for me, I'm, I'm a very, it's a long, it's a long game, right? You show up and you do the same thing. You give value, you show up in a way and you keep consistently showing up in that way. And I have had many people that have said to me, okay, well, I and mean, you must be selling something. And I'm, I'm like, no, I just, I, I said I would help with this X, Y, and Z, whatever my call to action was. You said you needed it. I fulfilled it. And you're amazed that there isn't a sales pitch to follow up because I don't need to. There's if no like I, long uh, DM that I can. <laughs> no, I've provided that value. And what happens, it's true. It's, it's, it's nothing different than any kind of traditional business. It's word of mouth, referral. Hey, you got to, you know, go connect with this person because they're amazing at X, Y, and Z. And the reason that person's saying you need to go follow them, DM them, email, whatever it is, is because you've shown up and you've given that person some value. So you really do, in my opinion, and the way I like to do business is to give, 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 yeah. give. Right. And then the funny thing is, is like when you do have that ask, and there's probably been two asks I've had of my community over the last six years. Let me just tell you, it was like done, you know, right? Everybody was like, yes, we're here to, you know, answer your call to action because you've shown up. And you continue to give and you continue to help and there's no, and also, or, oh, by the way, um, not saying you should not promote yourself. They're absolutely, if we're going to create business, we have to set expectations and boundaries and tell people how we, you know, uh, make our money or how they can help us. And so we just have to come from a perspective of, us leading proactively to to help and then it will really come back but you do have to know when the right time to ask because you know you, some people aren't ever going to give you the business unless you ask or sometimes they just don't know they don't think about oh my gosh yeah you're right I, I'm sorry I should have asked you what I could help you with or what I could do for you or how I could refer you 
sometimes, you know, we don't think of that. So you do have to put it out there. Yeah, and no, I think it's, I mean, in reality, I agree with you. I come from the mindset of give, give, give. Uh, and I, I equate it to, I mean, I think we're both a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk and obviously yeah. his book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. And I always, I kind of equate that in my mind to give, 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 ask. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it is just constantly giving. And it's not, you know, what, it's not keeping a scorecard. What can I get in return? In reality, you're not going to get per se from most people. It, but I do believe there's a, the universe is round and the more you give to others, it does come back to you and it may from, be from somebody else. Uh, but it's just from that giving mindset in reality. And I, I love the way you say it. And also, too, I think, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, simple things that, like, for example, a call to action that I have on maybe my LinkedIn about section, okay? I might be asking people to go and find me here and do this. Like, I'm giving them a set of directions. That's a really big ask, okay? But the person who comes and goes through those things, I know that per person's invested. And that's the kind of person that I want to be connected with. Right. So, you know, we get this idea of like quantity and leads and prospects and all of this. And we talk about funnels and all those things, which are all important. You have to have KPIs, you have to have, you know, your funnels, you have to have your follow-up, you know, but we also don't want to lose sight of the right type of customer, the right type of partner that you want to work with. And that means you have to be really specific in, and that's why I love, I always, I always, you know, use you as an example. You're really, really amazing at niching down, being specific and kind of owning, you know, your, your expertise. And so people are very clear when they connect with you. Oh yeah, th this is the person that I want to work with, or this is the person that I need to reach out to because you've made it very clear. No, I, I appreciate it. It means a lot coming from you in particular. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be the next Gary Vaynerchuk. It's not, it's not what, that's not my goal. That's not what I'm trying to do. So, but quickly, any one particular tip that you've seen, whether that's for yourself or others that have kind of helped them move the needle and move down the field as far as helping themselves with social media? Yeah, I mean, two things. One is super simple. Anybody can do this. Um, actually, anybody can do both of the tips that I'm going to give, but there's one that they're probably more apt to do. And it's truly about being a proactive super fan and commenting and engaging with other people's content. And, you know, we're always thinking about content, content, content. I have to create content and videos and posts and all the things. I mean, I believe in content. I wrote a book about it. <laughs> so I believe in content. Right. However, we lose track and forget that our comments are content. And, and, and this mantra that I've kind of, you know, been espousing for the last year is less contenting and more commenting because it helps the algorithm, it builds your brand visibility, and it's a nice thing to do. And you're creating a positive engagement with someone and they're going to have a positive feeling about you and your brand, hopefully. So I think commenting is critical. If you are terrified of video and you are just not ready to do it, comment your face off. Comment until your fingers fall off if you want to. And you should be doing that every single, at least weekday. That should would be you, If you only have a certain amount of time, let's say you got a small window, you got a busy day, would you actually put that time into commenting as opposed to writing a post? Yes, 100%. Okay. Yep, I would spend my time commenting is number one. Great. And then if you have, you know, have time to do a post, great. But commenting is definitely number one. Um, and then number two tip is, this is the part that people aren't gonna love, <laughs> is you must start showing your face. You have to start showing your face either through video or live video or recorded video 
or stories. And I know, you know, you're a big LinkedIn user and uh, stories is coming to LinkedIn. And I really do believe that there is something to the first adopter, you know, the first people that start using something on any platform. But, um, you know, being able to, to connect in a human way, especially when we're not able to see each other across the table, right? Most of us and many of us, depending on where you're at right now, this is it. Yeah. It's either a Zoom call and nobody else can find you except the person you invited, yeah. or it's social media. And so, you know, we have to show our face because we've got to create this human connection, this relatable connection that builds your brand and credibility, but also positions you as a real human being that they can relate to and that they can connect with and that they may want to work with. So I think that it now is the time more than ever to embrace some, some video content. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I've been doing some video. And one thing that had bothered me a little bit- I've noticed a, you've been doing video. Well, and those pretty, are my favorite posts. I appreciate that. Uh, even bringing the dog in, just like you've done with yeah. Mason on occasion. <laughs> and yeah. so get it, work with what you got. Uh, you but know, no, and I want to say that I like your videos because um, you seem, and I mean, I know you, but there's something about your video and you mentioned the dog, like you seem like maybe it's like on the weekend or after work. And, and I, I feel like it's a little bit more you and I'm right. like, Oh, I'm kind of getting into a peek into, you know, who Barry is. And so, uh, you're, you're to your point, you're doing exactly what, you know, would hope would happen. And even as somebody who knows you and we've been on panels and calls and stuff together, it was different when I saw those videos because I felt like I started to get to know like you outside of like the uber professional realm. And so there was definitely something to that. No, and you make a good point. And I do try to do that. I think you're right doing it, whether it's off hours or maybe it's on the weekends where it is kind of showing your, your side, you know, who yeah. your personality a little bit. And yeah, that helps you connect with people that connect with that. Uh, and it's yeah. not necessarily everybody. So I know you're, you're obviously, very very active on instagram you're you're on there a ton you're also on linkedin any do you favor being on multiple platforms do you suggest folks there's only so much time in a day i know that's something i really struggle with is mm -hmm. i can't be on linkedin for an hour a day and instagram an hour a day and facebook what do you how do you suggest people normal people taking gary vaynerchuk out of this how do you do that i mean where do you allocate your time do you go everywhere what what the heck do you do well i'm a big fan of breaking social media rules you know stereotypical social media rules and i just say if you don't love something or if you prefer one over the other or if you have more fun on one than the other then great go for it you can make uh, a very big impact and build a brand on any platform or even outside of social media, traditional marketing. If, if you really go all in, people told me for years, I would never build a brand on Snapchat. It would never work. There's no business there. That's not what it's used for. And I did. It was, was it a lot harder than some other platforms? Sure. Could you do that on LinkedIn and TikTok and all the things? Of course. So I would say number one, first of all, which one do you like? Um, and then number two, you know, are your clients there? I mean, it is smart, you know, to assess like where you're going to probably be able to pull from the biggest pool of, you know, attention or eyeballs in front of the right people. Um, pretty much now all the platforms have video and text and images. So that uh, piece of it is a little bit, you know, kind of out of the window because they're all kind of the same, uh, but a little bit different, of course. 
So I would say start where you know your clients are, start where you know that you actually like something. I'm, I would say also you need to have all three of the majors, right? Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You just want to have a presence there. You want to have your profile page. You want to secure your name. Um, and you can tell people where to find you. So if you say on Instagram, hey, I spend a ton of my time in LinkedIn, would love to connect with you over there. Great. Then if they really want to connect with you, they'll go over to LinkedIn. And I do that on LinkedIn and send people over to what other platforms, because if they really want to get to know me, they're going to be better off going over there. And the people that do are like, oh my gosh, I came from LinkedIn and I'm super excited that I came over here on Instagram. So um, yes, you do not need to be everywhere all the time. I think you need to reserve kind of your website on each platform so that you have a presence there, but I'm all for finding the thing that you enjoy and you love. And for me, it's Instagram stories. I never look at my insights or data or analytics because I never want to ruin it because it brings me so much joy. That's my outlet. I never want to taint it with, oh man, my views have gone down or I wonder why. Like, so that's how, I mean, that's how much I'm a purist. Like if you love whatever, then do it. If you, who cares if nobody's watching your stories, if you love it, do it. You're going to learn something from it that you can apply somewhere else. So, um, if you, if something brings you joy, do it. If you hate going on X, Y, and Z platform, then don't spend as much time there unless you really have to. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. It's funny. We traded text um, probably a month or so ago. There was, frankly, there was one day. I honestly, I just wasn't in the mood to do it. And we were trading text on something, you know, another reason I don't remember why it was. And you said, and I asked you, do you go on it every day? And you're like, no, sometimes I'm yeah. just not in the mood. I was like, thank you, Chelsea. I'm it's not in the mood to go on today. And you gave me don't permission. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. I mean, you're... Your emotional and mental health is way more important than, you know, even as somebody who's like in social media, like as a job, like unless it's an assignment from work that you have to do and that's part of your, you know, requirements or what have you, and you've talked to them and they're like, no, it's, we need you to do it. Then, you know, if it's your social media, it's supposed to be a compliment. It's supposed to be hopefully a positive enhancement. And, um, you know, nothing feels worse than like having a full-time job and then feeling like you have another one on top of it, right? Sometimes that is the feeling, I gotta admit. Yeah. I mean, out of curiosity, one last quick question. How much time a day do you spend on social? Or is it really more like you say, it's just kind of fun, it's a hobby and it, you don't even keep track because it's just something you really enjoy? Yeah, now I spend the majority of my time on Instagram only because to your point, I'm human. I am I'm a mom. I work a full-time job. I, there's just no way I could, I have things to do. Like I can't possibly sit and go on all the platforms. So I do pick and choose. I spend the most time on Instagram. A lot of people say, oh my goodness, you must spend all day on Instagram because they see me story throughout the day, um, which is part of me wanting to build a perception that I'm there and I'm showing up and I'm consistent. But honestly, it takes me a couple seconds. So the content creation in a 24-hour period probably takes me less than five minutes, oh, okay. um, you know, for stories. Now, if I'm making a post on the feed, I might be doing that once a week. And that does take me a little, little bit more time. It's way more time to post in the feed on LinkedIn or Instagram than it is to make a story. But the majority of my time is spent engaging with other people. It's with commenting and I will go in there and I'll comment and I'll engage and I'll watch stories. Um, but I cannot, I just, I cannot 
keep my sanity and be on all three of the platforms. Yeah. And then, you know, they're all coming out with new stuff every week. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> trying to figure that out. But yeah, no, I, I spend, you know, probably all in, I mean, I'm not, I won't tell you my screen time because I always have my screen on, yeah. but uh, you know, a good probably hour, maybe Monday through Friday, I'll, I'll spend, and that's split up throughout the day and that's making content, consuming it, engaging and, and just, you know, checking up on what's happening in the world of social media and doing research. Gotcha. Are yours, um, Mason, your husband, are they into social media at all or just following? Um, well, so Mason is seven and he has told me he wants to make a YouTube channel for Minecraft. So I don't know. We'll see um, if he ends up wanting to be in social media. Uh, my husband is not. <laughs> so every once in a while, you'll see a guest starring role where he will be in the story. But he's not a big dinner date when you guys used to be able to do that. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, he's he's not nearly into it as much as I am. He never thinks any of my stuff is funny. Like, I'm like, look how funny this is. And he's like, mm. <laughs> funny how that works. So, well, very yeah. cool. It's great catching up with you. How can? What is the best way for people to find you? I mean, I know you're on LinkedIn, Instagram, yeah. and please your podcast as well. Please share that also. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to connect with everyone on Instagram. It's just my first and last name. And um, if my podcast is called The Voice of Social Sales, and it is real estate focused, mortgage, title, insurance, anything under the real estate umbrella all social media and pretty uh, deep dive on a lot of topics in there. And occasionally I'll have some special guests on that talk about how to tactically engage with social media in the real estate world. Yeah. And it's, it is a fantastic podcast. Uh, you do you. There's really one of the only ones out there that, like you say, are blend real estate and social media. So it's one of the unique ones out there. So if you're in real estate and interested in social, which I guess is why you're watching this, be sure to check out Chelsea's podcast. Thank you. But thanks for joining us and we'll definitely be in touch and hopefully we'll meet at a, you know, see each other at a conference at some point down the road awesome. soon. Yeah, always good to see you, Barry. Thanks for Likewise. everything. All right, bye.